welcome to the Jay Alexis show. My name is Jay Alexis. This is my show. Uh, we talk about things. I interview my friends. I interview people in the business. I people interview people out of the business. We talk things. We basically just talk. And this is my first show, so hopefully it goes well. But um, this won't be my last, so it's a learning progress as we move along. Uh, I'm very grateful to have my first guest um, on my show, uh, Samuel Vassini. I hope I pronounced it correctly, but he is the director of the new movie, Violet. He just written, wrote and directed. He just finished it. He also did other short films, Breathless. Um, oh, crap. I, I just went blank <laughs> on the other movies. Uh, but, you know, let me bring him on and we'll talk about those movies as well. So, uh, yeah, everyone, please welcome Samuel Vassini to my show. Oh, that, you guys didn't have to clap for me at all. Thanks, man. That's so nice. You already have a clapping ovation for the first first episode? Holy crap. I should That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, did I say your name correctly? Is, is uh, it Vicini? It's uh, Vinici. Vinici. Oh, okay. Wow. That's... Yeah, everyone makes... Everyone doesn't know. Like, everyone... The last name is so hard to pronounce. It's cool. Yeah. That happens a lot to me. Like, they'll just hear my name and they're like, how's it pronounced? And I'll, I'll pronounce it. And I was like, it's just the way it sounds. So, but I mean, it honestly doesn't bother me. Like, for me personally, Same. it doesn't bother me because I'm just like, it's cool. It's not like, you know, like I, like I have other things to worry about in life, but I think if they do it intentionally, then I get upset. Like, if you see Joe or Samuel, it's like so easy to say those, those, those names and they try to like, then it'll be annoying, but. The last yeah. ones are always messed up. Yeah, it's just, it's it's really weird. I mean, like, for me, like, I'll ask people, like, hey, is this how it's pronounced, or is this how you say it? Like, I I have a friend, um, he's from Mexico, and his name is spelled Martin, and it's, you know, pronounced Martin. So when I met him, we were talking, and I go, hey, is your name pronounced Martin, or is it Martin? And, like, his face just lit up. He was like, you're the first person to actually pronounce it correctly since I've been here. I'm like, he was like, aside from my family, I was like, wow. So I felt like really honored. Like, I was like, like, I discovered like, it's like our secret code. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, so you, so you did Breathless. Um, and breathe. And uh, there was also, I'm trying to think of the other one, because I've seen them before. Uh, Senses and Ecrasia were my other short films. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I remember I met you. It was on a Facebook group and it was just like, Hey, you know, I just short films. And I was, I just started for house of house, house of torture souls. Like that's uh, my, it was like, I just first started and I want to say you were just finishing your short films or you just finished them. So you were kind of new to the scene. If that makes like, if that yeah, is um, that was appropriate 2018. To say. I was just starting out filmmaking. Yeah. So you were, I mean, you're still relatively young. Like when I, when I first saw you, I was just like, okay, like I'm not trying to sound rude, but like when I first saw you, it was like, okay, he's like a young kid, you know? So, and I saw your films. I was like, holy shit, this is really just really deep. Just really, I mean, it, it just, it, it was like, I mean, it was very deep. I mean, I can't say that word so loosely, but it was just something different. It was like a breath of fresh air. It was very poetic, very symbolic, a lot in your films. And I was just like, holy shit, we got to talking. And you tell me about Violet. 
And I was just like, okay, I'm listening. And, like, for the longest time, I think I had, like, the idea of what Violet was going to be. Like, when you told me and everything, I was like, okay, well, that's what, like, I expected something completely different. Like, I expected, like, a typical action movie, like, a typical uh, revenge film, this and that. Like, I expected typical, you know, revenge, you know, just you know, like a Hollywood film almost mm-hmm. in that sense. And I remember I saw it and it just blew me away. Like I jumped on as producer, associate producer. And I was just, and it was really cool because, you know, you're very confident, you know, you never said, Hey, does this work? Or should I do this? Or, you know, what it like, it was never like, you were always like planned ahead with everything. And I guess my question is, where is how's been like the reaction so far um, for fans who've seen the movie finally? Because I know there was a lot I, of talk about it. I'm actually really happy of how people are ta- like responding to it. Because when I've been, I've I, I wrote the script back in 2017, and yeah. uh, it's just been a story that like I've known inside, back and out. Like I know the entire thing, so I don't know if you know. I it's hard for me to view my work because like. I'm not an outsider looking in, so actually getting yeah. a response from people being like, wow, they really like the twist, or they really like just the story in general of, like, how, you know, everything plays out. Like, it really, like, Steve Rasmussen, I think I said his last name right? <laughs> last name, yeah. Man. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, was, like, he the can tell me. Review, yeah. So his, re- his response was like, great, because... I think the best response, though, honestly, was the people that watched my short films first and then watched the feature... Yeah. Because um, they got to see me like in a very short amount of time uh, go from <clears throat> making short films like not knowing what I'm doing yeah. really the the best into doing something decent. So. Yeah, because I remember there was times where I would see like work prints of Violet, and um, like you would show like you were like, oh hey, this is what I'm working on so far, and it was like. Like oh this is really good like I would tell you like this is I really love this and like no it needs this it needs this and that and I was just like mm, but it's fine the way it is but I mean it's it shows that you're really dedicated to the art where your first films I saw were like well these are good and if you weren't happy with those or if there was like room for improvement then it shows in Violet where everything was like to a T perfect I guess. And I'm pretty sure you had your good days and bad days of filming. Um, you know, like a lot of bad ones. <laughs> yeah, especially in yeah. independent filmmaking. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's. I mean, it looks simple, but at the end of the day, it's very stressful. Like I try mm-hmm. to do films and I try to direct, and this is before I think I want to say this is before the whole like um, Indigo or. Um, Kickstarter or anything like that. So basically, I was just like funding my own movies, like just out of my own pocket. And huh. if we had a bad day, it was like the worst day ever. So I can imagine it's like ten times worse. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I would just say that for right now, stressful is in like money, for for example. So like, uh, I pretty much produced, I produced the entire short films, all those. Yeah. The feature, I pretty much produced most of the feature myself. I had help from you, obviously, and some other people. But yeah. Like Violet cost twenty thousand dollars, and wow. in total with the producers, I got like three thousand from producers. So seventeen thousand came from me. Yeah, <laughs> wow. that's yeah. a lot of money, man. And I'm paying. Yeah. I'm 
paying that off at the moment. I had to get some credit cards, um, yeah. finish the movie. So money is the big thing about that. That's why it's stressful for filmmaking because like when you're indie, when you're an indie guy, you're, you're pretty much just buying time. You're getting yeah. the people you want and you're making sure you have the time to do it. But then again, like you can't do like, you know, you have 24 hours in a day, but really like film days are like eight hours. Yeah. Like, there's always only so much you can do in a day. So like, I know, like, the minimum amount of days it takes for people to do feature films is, like, 10 days, and that's still, like, a lot of work in 10 days, so. Yeah, I know that, like, Rob Zombie, you know, love him or hate him, he usually, he can make a movie within 30 days, and I'll, like, see the documentaries, I'll see the behind the scenes, and the movies, you know, like, people, you know, you can have your opinion, but it's like, fuck, I mean, 30 days, that's, that's like. not a lot of time. That's not yeah. a lot of time. And yeah. it's like. It's just, it's, but you know what? I mean, did you ever like, yeah, it was stressful and yeah, it was tiring, but there were there days? Yeah. Like, did you ever feel like this? It was like an adrenaline rush where you're like, fuck this. Like, I hate, I'm like so tired. I'm so annoyed, but I'm so happy with everything. Like, I'm just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, I will say this. The, the, when we first started doing the shoot was in June. I was planning on shooting most of it in one week. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. It, we yeah. got, like, 30% of the film done when I thought we were getting, like, 80-something percent. So yeah. I very – I really – we got, like, we got the Steve basement stuff done. We got a lot of big things done in that in that week, but no. that week was just really stressful. But then in August when we were coming back – and this is when the credit cards were involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> August stuff. That, that four days, man, it was, like, we did work. But like we had, we were getting done on time, and it was so nice because we came back to my place and we played like Mario Kart and stuff. Yeah. It was just like we got yeah. the work done, and we also were able to actually like hang out and relax and have fun. Whereas in June, it was like 14-hour days. I would come home, SD cards would be corrupted, and I'm staying up to try to fix it. And then I have three hours of sleep, wake up again at like nine in the morning. Let's go film. It was yeah. constant, like. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it. I, I can imagine, you know, and it's just, you know, was <clears> there ever a time where people would say, like, or, like if you saw a scene either in editing or in final product where it looked very simple, the scene, but it was like the longest day, you know, to shoot. Did you ever, was there anything like that in the movie? That I'm you trying saw? to think. I know, like, the easiest, like, people would say, say, like, the easiest stuff would be, like, the one-shot takes. Yeah. But really, like, those took longer than some of the other scenes like uh i'm i'm like thinking like when you said that i'm thinking of my first short film senses yeah <laughs> uh i wanted to say that real quick because like there was a very simple shot of my friend jesse shout out jesse you might be uh, listening to this yeah uh she was trying to open the door like the little hinging on the apartment door like just unlock it and open the door but she's not actually opening the door she's like going to open it yeah and she couldn't even do that and it took like 30 minutes for <laughs> her to get the one wow. shot of her doing that it took like yeah, 30 minutes uh, to like an hour. It was so funny because uh, <laughs> she couldn't open the door. <laughs> that has always been my number one question with anyone in the business because it's just like, you know, when I'm not like I'm far from being a filmmaker myself, but I've like done it. And there was like, yeah, it's like a simple scene of, you know, character. Um, I'm just using this for example. Oh, um, character walks into his house, sits down. Okay, that's simple enough. And it could just be like lighting, it could be sound, it could be, uh, you know, just Brain. camera. It, it could be yeah. yeah, just so many things. And it's like 
there goes the whole day. It's like, great, we took eight hours for 30 seconds. And it's just like, mm-hmm. like when someone sees it, it's like, oh, that doesn't look like it was a big deal. It's like, yeah, it, that, I hate that scene. You know, like, you'll just look back. Uh-huh. And I remember I went to, um, it was, uh, we had a Comic-Con here. I think it was called Alamo City Comic-Con. And I went to it. It was the first one, blah, 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 whatever. And, uh, you know, there was, it was the whole thing like, oh, we're going to bring the walking dead, you know, blah, blah. And, um, they had the whole, they had like a huge cast of the walking dead and they had, and I felt really weird slash bad, but they had, uh, one of the, the, the girls from, um, walking dead. I think they had like one, like two of the young kids. And one of them was the girl who was the first zombie that Rick encounters in the episode. Oh. And I felt so bad for her because she was just sitting there. Like, no one was talking to her. No one was, like, or anything. But I didn't want to feel, like, you know, I didn't want to make her feel awkward. Because, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm, like, 6'1". So I didn't want to, like, terrify the poor girl. So um, I was, like, I met, you know, I was by her table. I was, like, oh, hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Because I didn't want her to feel, like, you know, wow, I'm just getting paid to sit here. But I guess that's not a bad thing. And I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, I asked the same question, like, how long did it take uh, to do your scene versus the makeup that it took to be, you know, set up? And she was like, I think, like, the makeup was, like, three hours or something like that. And the whole shoot, that scene was just eight hours. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow. So, you know, and that's just usually my first question I ask a lot of people because it's like, you know, I'm just curious, you know, because it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know. This scene, that scene. Like, I know for I know, Walking Dead, um, that scene was all outside, so they probably had to fight the 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 sun as well. And with that, yeah. like they're trying to get good like lighting. They don't want anything like they don't want they, they don't want their shots overexposed. So they were trying to like play with the sun and see where they could put their like uh, diffusers and stuff to get the best exactly. like quality. So just that stuff takes a while. Um, and ooh, and getting all your little shot like. Yeah, that probably did take a long time. Yeah, like when I see like independent films that are take place in the woods or anything like that, and it's not on a set. I'm like, you poor souls. Oh my <laughs> god. Like yeah. it just it makes me feel bad. I'm like fuck, like this. Like the it bugs, just, the fucking sun, everything, man. Ah, oh, it's annoying. yeah. It's it's honestly a struggle, and it's little things like that that can really affect a whole day. Um, but you know. It's it, it was it's a good movie, you know. I liked Violet, and I'm not saying that because I worked on it or anything like that. It's because no, it's a, it's a really good movie. Thank you. I mean, if it was bad or anything, I would say, well, you know, this, but you know, like I would just like critique it, but I wouldn't bash you for it. You know what I mean? Because oh, I've already like... bashed me. Because <laughs> I already know, like for me, I'm my worst critic. Uh, yeah. I, but the, but that also shows in my work. Like every every film is better than the last because I always see what's wrong and I try to be better. Yeah. Um, but I'm not better just be like just to make a product. I always have stories to tell. I started out as a writer, and I've just I have all these stories that I want to like tell. So I'm just finally able to do it through film. So. Yeah. Do you um now that it's finished or all your other products that are finished? Do you ever look back at it now and think, well, you know, I could I wanted to do this, or you know, looking back, <laughs> I could have just fixed this, you know? Oh my times? God, yes. There's so. M- all my films, there's at least something I wish I could have done or, you yeah. know, uh, changed or tweaked or even in editing. Like I look back and I like senses and courage mostly. I wasn't the best. I wasn't the best editor back then. Yeah. And it shows. Um, but like for senses, for example, um, 
<clears throat> since this is my first ever short film, I had no crew. It was just me doing sound and everything. Um, oh. I had my friend Tyler or my friend um, Matthew. I let them like hold the the boom when sometimes I could hold the boom, but I had yeah. all, I had all the sounds ready. I just told them like make sure like <laughs> when I say action, can you just click the button for me? Like that's really what I told them because uh, I, I just couldn't do that. It was too hard. But uh, anyways. On Senses, for example, um, I didn't really know how to use my camera. Uh, yeah. It shows because, like, well, hopefully the footage doesn't look bad because, like, I use autofocus for the entire thing. And yeah. I had to keep clicking on the screen to make sure it, was, it kept saying in focus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it, like, it's really, it, like, it, I know, like, I use, I forget the camera I used when I try to make my movies or anything like that. It was just basically a simple camera. And it was, this was before, I think I had to use, like, tapes, and I forgot the kind of tapes we used, um, but they were, like, these little cassettes, like, almost like a little, like, a little mini Betamax, and you would just top them in, and you would just record it, and then you would have to, tra- like, you would have to, like, keep it in the camera, and then plug in a USB to a computer just to upload it, so it was, like, very frustrating, but, I mean. That does sound frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, I would have all, like, I would have a bag full of these tapes of footage, and I'm like, what's this? And I didn't label them, because I was like, no, no, I'm, yeah, so I was just like, no, no, I'm good, I, I know which one, I know which ones we did today, so I was just like, I guess we'll just upload everything and just kind of, like, make a meatloaf movie. <laughs> so, it never went through, I think for me, what sucked was that, well, it didn't suck, but it was just life, was that we had people who had daytime jobs, they had, you know, families, and they weren't getting paid. So it was basically weekends, like, hey, do you want to hang out and make a movie? And they wouldn't see one dime. Like, I didn't see anything. I was just like, hey, I'm not seeing money either. So, I mean, if I can make, you know, a dollar, I'm happy. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, I mean, it's just, it was a learning experience. And, like, with you, you know, I like your short films and they looked really good but what helps is that i think you had you worked on other films beforehand um you worked with scott i think i'll pronounce it correct scott scott schremer or is it schremer uh schremer you got it right schremer yeah so you worked with him that was your first film that you worked on correct? i think it was batman yeah the batman uh we shot that in michigan in january of 2018 um i have a fun story to tell about that shoot actually Yes, by all means. So, uh, a year before that, January of 2017, I was supposed to be on set for Space Babes. Yeah. Uh, I was invited to be on set and help out and stuff. Uh, just be there, be an extra, you know? Yeah. And I think the extra is when, like, Jason Crow gets pissed on or whatever. Or, like, just the crowd when they're cheering. I think yeah. I was going to be one of them. But this is when I didn't have a car. Yeah. And... I asked my brother if he could take me. You want to be in the movie with me? And he didn't do it. He looks back at it and he's like, "Shit, I should have done that, man." <laughs> strippers everywhere. Yeah. But you know, he didn't want to do it, so I couldn't be involved, and I was very uh, sad. But yeah. I was able to uh, work on the Batman. Uh, I, I I told Scott like, "Hey, if you ever need anybody to help you out, just ask me. I'll come out." You know, I love his films. He's my favorite filmmaker, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm I'm a hard worker. So like you. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, and he asked me, like, hey, you want to come out to uh, help us on the Batman? And, you know, I have a place to sleep. He'd, he'd feed me. And I asked if I could get, like, an executive producer credit for helping. Um, cool. Yeah, so I didn't get paid for it. I came out. He took care of me, and I helped make the movie. Uh, I was there for six days, six, seven days. Wow. I was there for, yeah, so 
Yeah, it was really cool. So here's the funny story, though. <laughs> so uh, my car wasn't really that um, the best at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I have a car now, but, like, it's not the best where, like, my parents were scared if I drove, I would, like, break down. Yeah. So here's the thing. I got a, I got a ride to Michigan. My father Whoa. drove me to Michigan, Whoa. and then he left me there, and, no, and my mom would not pick me up, <laughs> and my dad <sighs> would not pick me up. So I was literally – and I came from Illinois, so it was like a four-hour drive uh, to Michigan, okay. Columbiaville, Michigan. There's like it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Wow. So I get there and I'm like, all right, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do to get back home <laughs> in a week. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, that that was the first step though. Like, I put myself in a situation I didn't know how to get out of, but I didn't really think about that. I just looked, I thought about like being on set and just learning the film and just, you know, making a movie and seeing how it, it's all made and. Uh, Right. I just yeah. forgot about the whole car situation. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I, <clears throat> yeah. so uh, yeah, I was on set and I talked to Samuel Thompson. He did a sound for me on Violet. I met him there and he showed me how to uh, like light and he showed me how he did sound a bit. I was still new and I was like thinking like, how does this all work? Yeah. Um, but I was able to get the gist of how scenes were shot. Cause yeah. I was like day to day. I helped with all the mansion stuff. So it just it was really cool um just seeing how scheduling was and how you wake up and how like people do like just how to make a movie it just before that <clears throat> i wanted to do a movie i wanted to make short films and stuff i just never knew how to like i just never like i didn't know like how to take the first step and that yeah. was my first step was being on that set and then two weeks later, I all right, I'll I'll finish the story. So at the yeah, because I'm like I'm kind of like well, how did he? Because obviously we're talking now, but it's like so yeah. how did you get home? Yeah. So but. at the end of the week, literally the night before I was supposed to be going back, um, I uh, my cousin, she was free and she's like I'll come to Columbiaville, Michigan and pick you up, out of the blue. So I was like cool. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, last minute, last minute yeah. pickup. I mean it's it's terrifying like looking like in behind the hindsight but not the same part it's like yeah but i mean this is one of those stories you can tell your kids like well you know took a risk I, and it paid off exactly i mean that's probably the whole you know that's all about life i mean you just gotta take i mean you could either like well i didn't go so i just sat home and blah, i could have stayed home i could have been i was work, i was working at a grocery store at the time i could yeah. have just stayed home and just went to work but i decided to say fuck it took the week off one. <clears throat> I mean, that's the whole point of life, just taking a chance. You know, it could have been, you know, what, you know, versus just staying at working. Like, yeah, that's cool. Versus just learning the craft. And that's the cool thing is that a lot of people who tell you, oh, if you want to get into films, I mean, yeah, if you want to go to school, that's cool. You know, I'm not arguing. You don't about, have to, you know. though. That's only yeah, if you want to make connections. But, exactly. Like, I mean, I've already you made wanna... so many connections already myself. That's yeah. That's the thing. Is like if you want to go to school, that's cool. If not, that's cool. But a lot of people will tell you just fucking you know trial and error. Just go out there, grab a camera, grab your friends, and just make a film, um, a short film, long uh, you know feature film. Just make a film and learn from it and keep on doing it until you and stay you under know. budget. <laughs> yeah, until the point where Hollywood's like, hey, you know what? Here's a truckload of money. Do whatever you mm-hmm. want, and you know. Yeah, I know, and it, it's just one of those things, I mean, looking back, like, at James Gunn, you know, Peter Jackson, I mean, they made, you know, these B-movies and everything else, and now here, they're making big blockbuster movies, 
So it's just like maybe independent directors are the go-to for making big budget films eventually. So that's, they make the best films, honestly. They really do. I mean, I didn't care for King Kong from Peter Jackson, but I mean, I just love how James Gunn can go back to doing a family movie and then doing a horror movie, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, great fucking movie, and then Brightburn. Like when he talked about it, I was just like, okay. But then, you know, when I when I saw, it, I was like, wow, this is basically Man of Steel, but as a horror movie, and it's a great fucking movie. Like, holy shit! I mean, it's just, you know, it's just so good, and I love how he's so versatile with his work that he can go back and forth like that, and that's just like, so cool. Yeah, how he started with completely. trauma, and then he like moved up. Exactly, I forgot about that. I know he did. Uh, he, yeah, he did. He did Tromeo and Juliet, and mm-hmm. he also did uh, Citizen Toxie, which was really fucking goofy, but it's <laughs> it's so fun. Um, but do you ever see yourself like? Could you like, if you had a chance, would you do like? If you had to do your dream project, what would your dream pro- project be? My dream like, pro- my dream project would probably be my uh, novel. I would like yeah. to turn that into like a mini series. This is a huge fucking really? story. I don't see it being a movie because it's just a huge story. It's kind of like, like it has to be in like episodes, you know, like the way I wrote it, there's always cliffhangers and there's always yeah. extra to come up and new twists and turns of the story. So it would have to be like a mini series, like a, yeah. a limited time thing. Like, Oh, there's like eight episodes or something, you know? Yeah. That seems to be the go-to for a lot of people nowadays. It's just like, Hey, turn it into a TV series or Hey, turn it into a, like a limited series. Which is honestly, I think, the best route because, I mean, Hannibal, I don't know if you ever saw that. That's a great fucking TV series. See, I didn't see that one, but I know people were talking about it, and it looked interesting. It's, it's so fucking good. Like, I lo- my favorite thing about the show was that every season finale is just fucking cuckoo bananas, you know, off-the-wall gore. And they would say, yeah, we, we thought we were going to be canceled, so we said, fuck it, let's just do whatever the fuck we want, and we got away <laughs> with it. And if you watch the first two seasons, the season like season two has just is just basically a bloodbath, and I'm like, holy shit! And they would say, yeah, we thought we were getting canceled, so we would canceled? just do whatever. It did, and it, <laughs> well, we yeah, canceled. I think season yeah season three was the final season, but it ended like from what I still haven't seen it because it's one of those things where I don't want to finish it because that's over. So as long as I haven't finished season three, then I could still like keep it alive if that makes any damn sense. I get but, it. Game of Thrones. Yeah, and they canceled it, but they the way they ended it was like it was everyone was really happy with it, like they were really pleased with it. And I, I tried with, to watch. Uh, I noticed with Netflix, they've been canceling shows after like three seasons usually now. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, oh, everyone loves it? Great, we're going to cancel it. And I really hate that. I'm like, uh, like, it just, and there's really no, like, I haven't really heard a logical reason. Like, oh, well, uh, budget cuts or, oh, you know, um, we had, uh, the actors couldn't, you know, agree to it. So we, they're just so tied up with their schedules that we can't uh. do it or whatever. It's just like, no, it's over. And it, it really sucks because there's been a lot of good stuff on there. And it's like really. And I don't. I don't think Netflix even, can afford it actually. Cause I think after three seasons, the actors or people working on it will like want a raise or something. And then Netflix is like, all right, nope, we're not gonna pay it. 
Yeah, that makes around. a lot of sense. But I understand Stranger just... Things because Stranger Things is like the biggest show on their like thing, so they're gonna keep that alive. But I think I've heard they're gonna stop at season four. Like I think season that's what I've heard that after season four, that's it. Which kind of makes sense because they're growing up, and it's just I don't think they can. Like, after a while, they're like, well, you know, they're not really kids anymore, and it's going to lose that charm of them, you know, like the whole... Teenagers you know, <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, after a while, it's like, well, I mean, it could only be the 80s for so long. So, Stranger I mean, Things, can't... season 26. <laughs> yeah, and it's still 1984. <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, <laughs> by now, they should be, like, you know, way past their prime. They should be, like, adults by now, or just... It should be the 90s or the early 2000s. And, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, but, I mean, if you could tell a story and end it, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, um, I know for me, I stopped Orange is the New Black for a while. And I was just like, okay. And I think for me, it's just that everyone either, I, I, I think what I hate the most is that people will tell me, like, oh, you're not watching it, you gotta watch this show. And I'm like, I, now it's becoming homework for me. Like, my ex... Uh, would constantly get on me if I didn't watch Game of Thrones. And, you know, she would be like, oh, you gotta watch, you gotta watch it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll watch it. But, I mean, I just, I gotta be in the mood to watch it. And she really loved it. Like, she was a big fan of it. And I tried several times, and I just could not get into it for the life of me. Yeah, the first season's really hard to get into, but once you get through the first season, it's, like, really good. But then, then... Once you get to season six, uh, season yeah. six is decent, but then it kind of goes downhill. That I think that's what worries me the most is about TV shows is that you invest in them, and then they're like, oh, this is so good, but it's going to suck. And I really hate that mentality that I carry. Yeah. Like, I'm watching Barry, and it's such a good fucking show. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's so fucking good. And I'm just like, please don't suck. Like, just please don't <laughs> suck. I really, and, you know. Yeah, because like with Dexter, that was a huge slap to fans. And I really hated that. Like, I was just like, ugh. So, <laughs> you know, and it's just one of those things. Like, some shows work, some shows don't. So I think that's, I think with <laughs> streaming nowadays, that's really helping people, you know, get into shows, especially when they put it all um, yeah. But I think what I hate the most is that they'll make memes of it, so I vicariously watch it through their memes. I'm like, great, now I can't enjoy it, so that kind of <laughs> sucks. I will say something good, though, about uh, shows. Um, so I've been watching The Walking Dead since, like, season two on TV every week, okay. and I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weekly ritual thing. Me and my dad, we always meet up, we watch, we watch the new episode of Walking Dead. It's something we do every weekend, and yeah. I will say this, though um, – the Walking Dead has not been the best show for a while. Yeah. Like, honestly, season eight was the worst season ever. I fucking hated that so much. Like, every episode was dog shit, in my opinion. Yeah. But, but, season nine completely, like, reinvented the show. Yeah. And, like, I am, like, the, like, the hugest Walking Dead fan again, because nine and ten are so good. Like, I even told people, if if you're if you're trying to get into Walking Dead... You can just go start, start watching season nine. Don't watch the other seasons. <laughs> like you can completely just yeah. ignore what happened and just watch season nine because it's, it's like a new beginning, you know? It's like yeah. a new show. Because um, I don't want them to sit through season eight. Like, like yeah, season like s- the first few se- like I guess season three through six. 
yeah. or seven. Like they're good seasons, but like they have their moments. Like they're kind of they are kind of slow at times, like really slow, and you have to wait for like the end of the episode for something to happen. Whereas yeah. the new season, season nine and ten, like main characters can die in like any episode, and it's crazy. Like it's not like back then when like the uh, like the other seasons is like oh every mid season finale or every finale some big character is gonna die. Yeah. And now in this show that doesn't happen. It's like I don't want to say um, I'm not gonna say spoiler, but like there's a, an episode in season nine that's completely fucking shocked the fuck out of me, even though I knew it was coming. Yeah. Like it was like so because they they build you up and they like make you fall in love with people and then they just rip your heart out. <laughs> yeah. And just become so depressed. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how it is being a Doctor Who fan. Like I still watch that show. I think I. I think I. Um, shit. Well, the good thing about Doctor Who is that you can pretty much pick up with practically any Doctor um, with their season. And um, I kind of been behind on the past Doctor, and it's just one of those things where it's just like. And I think for me, I just enjoy binge watching. Like for the most, show, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna binge watch this. Like just spend a day and just binge watch it and just like oh, call sure. it a weekend. And I just I can't. I mean, I, I mean, I probably might check out Walking Dead, but I'm just not like a big Walking Dead fan anymore. I think I stopped when. Oh shit! I think I stopped when. And you can honestly correct me, or anyone can correct me if you're because <laughs> I'm I'm I'll, I'll, I'll probably I'll correct you. Is I think when they went to Alexandria. Uh, that I think so. It was when they went to that camp where they thought they were gonna be safe, but it turned yep. out they were cannibals. And the can- yeah, okay. And like I was like, oh shit, they're fucking assholes. But when you see their point, you're like, well, like cannibals, I, yeah. And like the it's like, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I can kind of agree to a point, but it's still wrong, you know. Like, I get it, but at the same time, you know, it's like, like, I'm not saying, oh, well, good for them, but, I mean, they have, they have a lot of trust issues for anyone who mm-hmm. hasn't seen it, and, but, I think that's where I stopped, I was just like, oh, okay, and that was it, and it's <laughs> I just I will say like, this now, though, to get you very interested in the show, um, in season nine, the new enemy is, they're called the Whisperers, yeah. and they literally, they, they wear the skin of like people like they blend in as the walkers so like you yeah. could be walking around you think there's zombies out in the distance there could be people with the zombies you know like just walking with them and yeah. they can like fucking stab you and shit it's creepy as fuck yeah <laughs> it is really cool and like because like those people they're acting like animals they're not like real people anymore they're like animals and like it's so awesome yeah i gotta watch that like i know when I see people wear masks in movies or something like that, it, it just it, it gets under my skin because I remember for one Halloween, a few Halloweens, I dressed as Leatherface, and the mask I have, it's just ungodly hot. Like I can wear it for maybe a few seconds, and I'm like, all right, I'll take this off. So you're sweating and you just can't breathe. Yeah, so it's just like when I see stuff like that, I'm just like, oh, those poor souls, like. I remember that, um, you know, I, I hear stories because I love Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's like one of my all-time favorite movies, uh, next to Spider Baby. And I've heard so many horror stories about that movie, and I'm just like, not so much like the movie itself, but just 
the behind the scenes. Yeah, the shooting. Like, it was just like the dinner scene. I think that's where my question um, came from was when they said the dinner scene was like the worst thing they ever had to shoot. Like, everyone was just pissed off. They were angry. They're like, you have no idea. That scene was just hell on earth to shoot. And, you know, when you look back at it, when you look at it as a filmmaker, you think, yeah, like, God almighty, that must have been like a hellhole. Because this is, you know, out of the woods, no AC, you know, just yeah. lights everywhere. And if you never worked in the set, lighting, it can get Hot. really, yeah. So what we did is that, I don't know if you've done this before or if you, maybe it's different now because I'm older. But when we shot films, we used wax paper or parched paper. Yep. <laughs> to like not get so hot because every time we were like, because beforehand, the <clears throat> actors or the actresses would be like, uh, can we take a five minute break? I need some water because I'm like really sweating over here. Like, yeah, we'll do that. So we started doing that. And it really works. It's cheap. You just go to a store, you just buy any wax paper, parchment paper, and just buy the fucking biggest roll you can. And you're good for like God knows how long. <laughs> See, that's what I do. I put parchment paper over my lights. It acts yeah. as like a diffuse diffusion. So like yeah. it kind of like it's it just so nice, man. It is. I mean, there's like so many <clears throat> little tricks that I did. Like for the boom mic, we used um, a broom handle and we just taped. <laughs> yeah, we just DIY we projects. <laughs> yeah, we taped the mic to the broom handle or to like a pole or anything we could find, and we used that. And what we did was that if the actors weren't in the scene, they're like, all right, you're going to reuse a fucking mic or you can do camera work. You know, it was always something like, hey, you're going to like just work. So don't expect to like, you know, sit around all day. So we took it to our advantage. It was really helpful at times. So that saved me Damn. a lot of money. Yeah. So. I didn't have a crew. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was mostly like, I mean, if you were an actor, you're like, all right. If you couldn't act, you're like, all right, you're going to hold the fucking camera. Um, which reminds me, there's a funny story I got to tell because it's very important to clarify things in movies. Um, I remember I shot, I, I made a zombie, I wrote a zombie movie ages ago. And, you know, my friend read it and she goes, oh my God, you should make this into a movie. And I was just like, well, I don't know, you know, it's just not my thing. You know, like I was just like, I don't know, you know, like I don't know if I could do it because, you know. And uh, so, yeah, so we did it. We set up the auditions and everything. And um, what happened was that, you know, I said, oh, hey, you know, it's a it's a very graphic horror movie. It's a zombie movie, blah, blah. Like basically I saw the movie, but I didn't explain and it, I was like, hey, you know, it's radar, there's language, there's violence, blah, blah, blah. And I remember, uh, they're like, oh, this auditions are this thing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I was, I would get emails from people saying, hey, I want an audition, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, come on by, it's going to be fun, please. But, you know, and I was just more was so interested in the people who wanted to apply. So I was like, okay, cool. The day of the shoot, I get down there and all these young kids are there like just fucking like kids teenagers tweens and i'm like what's going on like i was this is what i do so i'm sorry real quick so when i have to do auditions i will drink i will go out and drink the night before 
and blame <laughs> my hangover on the bad acting. So I would be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not mad at you. I'm just tired because I, I drink less now, so I'm nervous. <laughs> And it, it, it was just, yeah, and it's it was honestly, it's just my way of saying, hey, I don't want to be mean to you, so if I sound annoyed, it's because I'm hungover. And they go, yeah, it's okay, don't worry. So I'm like, oh, thank God. Because I hate being the bare bad news. Um, you Especially know. to their face, right? You know, it, exactly, because, I mean, this is like an independent movie, so it's like, anyone who can help, that's a godsend. Like, oh, thank God, like... Oh, yeah, I know how to do camera work. Oh, my God, you're hired. And I don't care if you, know, if you did one movie, you're hired. So it was just, you know, anything you can get was a godsend in independent films, especially for myself. So, Definitely. and they were like, oh, we're here for the movie. And I'm like, what movie? And they're like, oh, blah, blah, They said the Taliban movie. And I was like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. So it was all these kids auditioning for my Rated R movie. And I was just like, okay. And, you know, I didn't want to tell them, like, all right, everyone go the fuck home. Like, this is, no, you're not, you're, you know, I was like, you know what? They came down here. I don't know where they, you know, they came down here. They drove down here. I don't give a shit. I want to audition them because, you know what? I mean, it's it's the least I can do. You know, I don't want to waste their time. And I'm already down here, so I'm just going to, you know, audition them. And they weren't bad. They weren't bad. It's just they were, you know, yeah. it was yeah, they were young. It was too, it was like, no, this is a radar movie. Like, I understand, you know, your parents wanted to get you in the business, but this is not for you. Maybe in another time in life, you know, blah, blah. And it's very important to clarify the age range for movies because you will get fucking kids to your movies. And it's like, no, no, I'm sorry. This is way too much for you. Blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, my question is, um, I guess. Oh, a question? <laughs> yeah, there's a question. You know, I do have to ask questions on here sometimes. Um, do, are you like, is your family supportive of the work you've been doing, or they like, have they seen any of, it, any of it, or they're like, well, you know, like our son does movies, you know? I'll say this: they, fifty fifty. Um, I know when I first started doing it, they weren't really supportive of it they're like oh that's cool but yeah they thought it might have been like a come and go thing like oh he's doing this one day he might go do this other thing the other yeah. day or something they probably didn't think i was going to be doing it like constantly yeah um but like you know when the film came out like oh look this is what my son did blah blah, blah. they were all very supportive but then yeah. like the short films especially if they knew i was putting money into my projects they'd question yeah. that they'd be like <laughs> you know they wouldn't be they weren't they weren't happy that i was investing in myself or so um yeah they like at first my mom was telling me i should sell my first short film senses make money off of that like she wanted me to make profits before i continued to make them make yeah films. but then it's like i can't make profits because they're short films and i know it's not going to make much money <clears throat> and i'm not really in it for the money i just yeah. wanted to keep making films so like she my mom is more of the business side of things she's more of yeah she wants to make sure like i'm making money out of this and not losing money yeah. but i had i have to keep telling her like starting out you're gonna lose money um yeah. you have to just do it until people know who you are and they know that you're actually in it to make stuff for real and then they'll help you so i think she's finally understanding that now um where yeah, my dad I, I... He, my dad he uh, i think he like he was, I, I think he was being supportive in the short films. Like I don't think he really liked them because yeah. <laughs> they weren't really yeah. his cup of tea. 
but once the, yeah. the feature was done, he was he really loved it. He really liked the feature. So, mm. you know. Yeah, that's it's really cool because I know a lot of parents. You know, I I, I understand where they're coming from, but they have to understand. Yeah, this is. Yeah, until Hollywood starts like paying everything, then at this point I'm pretty much, you know, eating ramen and just like <laughs> wearing the same shirt I've been wearing for the last few years again. And it's just Special. it's it's it, it's it's heartbreaking because in the business you have to um, accept criticism and you gotta accept the fact, hey, you're gonna be broke. Like you're gonna well, literally be a starving artist. I gotta say something about that. Um, so in 2018, when I was doing my short films, yeah, literally, man, uh, I experienced that because I was I worked at a grocery store, for example, yeah, and I made like ten dollars an hour. I yeah didn't get much money. I got I got maybe like 30 hours a week, which yeah, yeah. you know, so after taxes is like 200 something dollars a week or something. Yeah. Um, so like I would be working at this grocery store. And I would not buy lunch because I'm saving my money. Yeah. So and I'm so stupid. I don't eat breakfast in the morning, and I forgot yeah. to pack. I forget to pack lunches, so I go to work <laughs> nine to five, starving my ass off. Yeah. And then I get home and I'm eating dinner and stuff. I'm like, thank God, I fucking food. But yeah. um, it was bad because like that that was when I started doing full time and stuff. It was just it was like I was always so hungry and i some days I'm, I'm like fuck it i'm buying food but like most days i couldn't because i'm like i have to do this i have to do that and yeah. with not a lot of money it's like 200 dollars a week wasn't much because i was paying off like credit cards and stuff at the time too yeah. and like i wanted to keep making movies so for me i was so happy that i was able like my friends and stuff i didn't have to pay them um really like the for, for senses nobody got paid but i i, I think i yeah. I gave them all a free copy of the film, like the special. I made a special edition of Senses with like Joe Meredith's artwork that like it was like. Oh, it, God, I love his. I'm sorry. I think like, yeah, that, it was great artwork. It's in the uh, sleeve. If you open up your Senses copy, it's like there. Yeah. That was the cover art and uh, they have a special copy of it. So like I, you know, I thanked them and they helped me make my first film, but I didn't yeah. really I couldn't do too much, you know. But on Acrasia, yeah. I I paid my main actor. I gave him like uh, what, like, like sixty bucks or something. It was something like that. That's not bad. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> my sound guy. I mean, my sound guy. Yeah. He, I gave him two cases of Mountain Dew because <laughs> he wanted that. <laughs> he liked Bob Blast. So I gave him some cases of Mountain Dew. He loved it. <laughs> and uh, and then Jesse. Um, I actually was gonna offer her like a lot more. But yeah. she completely turned down my money. She just wanted to help me, so I really, really appreciate that. That's really awesome. I like. I know. Like, I wish I could have paid some of my actors, but I'm like, well, I have no money. But there was just some like, oh, I want to work with you again. Like, I want to like promote you and like I want to help you. And that's the really cool thing is that there's a lot of labor and love, and you build friendships and you build connections. And you know, yeah, like you say, right. they will want to keep working with you. So. Exactly. Like it's it's one of those things where one of my favorite movies, Nothing But Trouble, like it's uh, financially it was a failure to the studio, but overall it is considered one of the best films that the cast and crew got to work on. And they said that Dan Aykroyd was like a saint to everyone. He was like he was like from what I heard was that he was basically like 
the guy, everyone's favorite person. Like he wasn't your boss. He was your best friend. And it was so, it was kind of like heartbreaking because he didn't believe in himself. He was like, you know what? This is going to suck. And a lot of people were like, no, like you're really doing everything perfect. Like you are like the, the best person we've worked with so far. So that was really cool. And, you know, it just helps because you, know, you build connections, you, you learn and you grow and you become friends. And like you were saying, Joe Meredith, I fucking love his work. Like his Same. work alone is like just like, oh, my God, like fucking. He impresses some, the fuck out of me. He is like his artwork, his work. It's just like seriously, studios fucking like just like Take I want to mail us. <laughs> yeah, like I want to uh, mail a studio. Hey, this isn't my movie, but seriously, just fucking like just watch this. Fun fact about Joe and, Meredith. Uh, I messaged him. Like back in 2017, this is when I was gonna do a second book of, but my yeah. this was a collection of my horror novellas and uh, yeah. I, I saw I have one copy of myself left. I finally kept a copy to myself, but yeah. you know um, I was gonna do a second book of horror novellas, which the first story was gonna be Senses because I didn't know if I was gonna make that into a, a short film. So hey, it, uh, that's there. The one of them I never wrote, um, but I did. I did use the title Inviolate, um, so yeah. the movie she's auditioning to is A Nightmare in Lucid Dreams, so I took yeah. the title, I threw it in Violet, like a little Easter egg <clears throat> for me only, because only I know it, <laughs> Yeah. and uh, and then Violet was going to be called Starburn in the in the horror novella, yeah. <clears throat> so like I was thinking about just writing that book, and I contacted Joe about doing the cover art, because I had Eric Wilson do the cover art for my first book. And I really loved loved Joe's Joe's uh, artwork. Yeah. And but then after a while, after I did the Batman and stuff, I just I knew I'm not I'm not I stopped writing because like I'd rather write screenplays because then I can actually like make a film out of it. Whereas yeah. if I write a book like a novel, I've written so many stories that nobody ever reads. It's kind of yeah. pointless because like I spent like five years writing my first novel and nobody like ever read it. So like it was just pointless of spending all this time in something. And it's just not, nothing – like no one cares. So I just – I didn't care about that. And so I contacted Joe again, and we, we became friends after this. And he did the artwork for Senses, obviously, the the, <clears throat> the cool skull boy. But then yeah. after that, I found out he actually – like for South Mill District, he did the entire score by himself. Like yeah. holy shit. He could do artwork. He can score. He made the entire film. He edited it, shot it. Like he did everything on his film, and he also acted in it. Like holy crap, that's impressive. And he's basically a carpenter. Like he's exactly. like he's basically a John Carpenter. He's awesome, and uh, he gave me a tongue prop for free. He sent me that to me, and yeah, that's awesome. He also did the music for Crazy for me because yeah. I loved his style. So I was like, wow, this is my first time getting custom music, and he it was amazing. He did it all on his iPad. <laughs> Which he is just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, he is like, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, a monster with his work. I mean, it's just like, holy shit. Like, I know he did, like, there's been artwork that I've seen. It's like, oh, this is really fucking good. And I remember one that stood out the most, and I actually messaged him. I was like, you got to write either a comic, you got to start doing comic book work, work. Or like cover art, or just come out with a book of your like prints. Like seriously, go buy it. But he did a, a picture of the coronavirus, 
And, I saw that. Yeah, I saw yeah. That. And I was just like, if you're like, if you're for the people who are listening, if you get a chance, please follow Joe Meredith on Facebook or Instagram. Like where he is, just follow him, follow think, his work. I swear. I think his store envy is storeenvy.com slash Joe Meredith Art. Look that up. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just Google Joe Meredith. Like seriously, you're not gonna be disappointed. But like when I saw it, I was like, yeah. I've seen and, some uh, behind the scenes of that movie, some some early uh, some early clips, and holy shit, it looks so good. Yeah, and I'm just like fuck, and I mean, and I remember that I saw his coronavirus uh, picture, and I'm like, I want to hate this, but I love it because I'm just so <laughs> pissed off about everything, and it sucks, and like that's one of the ask you, and I'm pretty sure you know it has affected you, but with you know the whole coronavirus, has that been affecting <clears throat> work? Has yes. that like how has how like explain to me what it's affected you either if you want to talk about personally or just like work or whatever it affects me both ways so i'm currently unemployed i've been unemployed since march 11th or 12th since it started so i've been it's been a month now and i've just been home and like it's fine like i've been i've literally been unemployed this entire year like, I had a job uh, for, like, two weeks, and then the coronavirus hit, so Ugh. I've pretty much just been jobless all year so yeah. far, and, like, I'm used to just staying at home now, because it's been a month, but, like, I have some, I have something lined up lined up the end of this month, so that's cool, but um, my plan was we were going to shoot um, some early scenes for Scarlet uh, April 26th, and yeah. that was going to be the dorm room scenes. There's a few dorm room scenes because that's the only location I don't actually own. That, yeah. Like someone else, I have to like listen to their rules or try to figure out if I can get to their location. If they can, you know, I have to like play with them. I can't just schedule it and then go to a location where I own. So it kind of sucks. <clears throat> so yeah. uh, I was planning to do those scenes and the coronavirus hit. So the schools got shut down till the fall, so yeah. I can't shoot those scenes until like the fall, which is in like six months. Like, so no. since that happened, I was like, I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> so all my plan, like I was gonna shoot the early scenes and then try to do a crowdfunding in like May or June, but yeah. now I can't do that. So uh, all of it's gonna be delayed till end of the year. Which honestly, at first I was very disappointed. Sorry if my dog is barking. She's she's annoying. Oh no. <laughs> Um, she's the, your dog is just translating for other dogs. So <laughs> thank you. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, I was, uh, the, the dog just threw me off my game. Oh my God. So um, but you were saying about that whole, you were supposed to shoot in April, but then the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Looks so, yeah. So all of my plans pretty much got changed and honestly, like it's, kind of good better it's good it's for the better because like i was able to like look back <clears throat> and i was able to cut my whole budget in half so like the next film is going to be cheap yeah um which it's not going to like no decrease in quality i was just able to figure out how to like actually make it where i can do it for like six to seven thousand which yeah. really isn't a lot of money for films compared to the other one so <clears throat> i'm pretty excited for that and you know it kind of sucks i have to wait but I honestly have been, like, enjoying my time off. The last two weeks, especially, all my friends, like, my friend Tyler, he, he's a Marine. He came back to the States, finally. So, like, yeah. he's on our time. Before, he was eight hours ahead, so we never yeah. got to, like, talk to him. 
but now all of, all of my friends are on Xbox and stuff. We're always talking to each other. We're always playing games together. I wake up, they're fucking online, and like we just get on and like I've been. It's like a it's like a summer vacation, you know. Like everyone's home. We're all able to just like relax and just hang out. I've been I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been kind of nice. My brother recently got Animal Crossing, and it's like I like I talked to my friends who are all into it, and I was just like. And I was like, so what's the point of the game? And they were like, well, basically, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but with, like, pet, with, like, animals, and there's no violence. I was like, okay. Yeah, and you like, pretty much just, like, build your island, you know? You kind of just, like, it, it, it's a lot of grinding where you, like, go around, you cut trees, you get wood, you make yeah. items, you craft a lot. You're just trying to make, like, your island, you're trying to make your house, you're just trying to, like, make it look pretty and stuff, and, uh... It's very addicting. <laughs> yeah. Like, and what I love about it, though, what I love is, like, the real-time thing. All right, so you can get on your Animal Crossing. It's daytime. But, yeah. like, in real time, like, if it's 6 p.m. in real time, like, if it's if outside, if the sun's going down, your game, your sun's going down in the game. So if you get on your game at, like, 9 p.m. at night, it's going to be dark in your game. <laughs> wow. Which is so that's... cool. That's plus, really fucking cool. Like that. Plus the I, seasons change too. So if it's like winter, it's gonna be snowing, which is awesome. So. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. Like that. I I love that because what's funny was that, you know, I can't really argue because when I played Grand Theft Auto, uh, was it four or five? This is how long I've been behind. No, I I played it. it was it was five? Yeah, it was five. And. One thing I would fucking do is that after I beat the game so many times, I would just drive around the whole city. Like, I would just, like, listen to the music and just drive around. That's relaxing. Yeah, and it's just, like, now the more than ever, it's like, fuck, I should do that again now, you know, since I'm stuck inside. And, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it really doesn't bother me. Like, I'm kind of a homebody myself. So I'm just like, okay, but I miss little things. But from what I hear, Animal <clears throat> Crossing... I, yeah, movie theaters. Oh my god, it's so fucking weird. Like, I I tell people, oh, when this is over, I'm gonna fucking go out to movie theaters and just sit in a dark room and watch a movie again that I do kind of at home. It's just like a really... better experience. It's like a huge screen. It's just a great sound. I don't know. Just the experience of going to the movies. Like, it, I don't want it to go away, man. Because like now the whole voodoo thing. Yeah, you have the home home experience. Like they. The new movies are now available to, like, watch and stuff, and, like, it's cool. Yeah. I think it's a great idea, but I hope, like, when the movie theaters come back, I yeah. want I don't want these to still be on Voodoo because, like, then nobody will go to the movie theaters, and I don't want them to die. So, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, I get it. It's nice to be at home and watch movies, but at the same time, yeah, the movie theater is, like, just, like, the best experience ever, like – I love the Alamo Draft House. Like my favorite part is just to go there, watch the pre-shows, and then just go right into the movie. Yeah, and, and then there's some of them you can actually get like food delivered, like not delivered to you, but like you sit down, you get some food, you watch a movie. You know, like those are so great. I know that's my favorite thing because I'm just <sighs> like, because for me, I it's just like some places. For the most part, I'm, like, the biggest popcorn fan ever. Like, I will go to, like, a fucking theater and say, all right, let's get popcorn. And I'm happy with that. So that's what I love the most. And um, it's just, you know, you can't beat it, you know? I mean, it's just nice. I mean, theater, I mean, oh, God, it's just, you know, the theater, that's the best place ever. And it's so cool. It's just, I guess, growing up as a movie fan, 
it was like my sanctuary. It was like there was nothing that could beat it. And mm-hmm. it's it'll be real. Sh- and like when I pass by it sometimes now, when I have to go to the store, I'll pass by a movie theater. I'm like, ah, oh, patience, my pit. So yeah, but, hopefully this know, uh, lockdown doesn't take too long. But then again, I think there's still people going outside and not following the rules. So it might be you know pushed to like May 30th, maybe. You never know. Yeah. I hope it's, not. Yeah, like, I mean, everything is like right now for me. Like I told you about Walking Dead, they can't yeah. finish post production on the last episode of the season because of the coronavirus, and it's pissing me off because like it's such a huge cliffhanger, and I want that yeah. episode, but I can't have it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just at to the point where, like I know that's what they did for Barry. Like they couldn't finish Barry because of the whole corona. Like they haven't started Barry season three yet because of the coronavirus. So I'm just like, can you guys just do a table read? Like, can you just, like, have all the actors do the table read? And then we just shoot the season later? Because it's just... Because if the season two had such... Oh, it was like a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger slash, like, what the fuck moment. And it was like... Like, I don't want to spoil it, but it's... it's There was one episode that I loved where it was... Um, oh, God. It, it was basically... He had a kid... He had a... He tried to kidnap somebody, and it ended so badly for everyone, and he ends up winning at the end. But it, it's such a great episode, and it's so intense. Like, the whole time, like, the first opening sequence, you're like, holy shit. And it's like, I think it lasts, like, 10 minutes, and then it keeps on going for the whole, like, 20 minutes of the show. And you're like, holy fuck, this is like, it's... It's a great show. Like honestly, I would recommend it. Like you would love it. It's it's dark. It's funny. It's violent, and Bill Hader is just so. Um, he's so like, he's very different. Like he, it's almost like if they got Dexter right, you know. Hmm. And um, but I mean, yeah, I mean it's affecting a lot. Of, it's it's affecting a lot of people. I think more so <laughs> the independent directors. More so uh, the film industry, so. because you need to be all together to make the movies and stuff, and it's just... I feel bad for... I know a lot of people that are my friends who are in the film industry, and they cannot work at all. And I don't know if they're getting any stimulus checks or anything, because they're, they're technically freelancers. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's it's a tough time, and I really hope we make, because, I mean, independent movies, big studios... I mean, everyone's feeling the pinch on this, so it's not like just mm-hmm. a few people. This is like the world is the being world. pinched by this. Yeah. But I mean, with this time frame, do you feel that you know, like? Well, I'm not trying to put you down as a writer or director. Time frame that you have, do you feel that this helps you um, craft Scarlet a little bit more to the point where, like, you know what? Well, you you can always tweak your script. I mean, for from for me. I began writing Scarlet in 2015, so it's been five years now, and I feel like it's very, like, I'm so happy with how it is, and I just want to do yeah. it, but I know, like, yeah. there's a few things I could probably tweak a little bit, but to be honest, like, you're always going to be working out, like, the, the movie forms while you're making it, like, for me, with Violet, <clears throat> if you read the script, you have the script, it's completely different, almost, some from the movie in some areas, like, a lot of scenes, I'm like, wait, we can actually do this with the scene, or... Like, I know a lot of it, like, I changed visuals and, like, I, I cut a lot of things out because I'm like, that does not have to be in the fucking movie. Um, yeah. Like, in the editing room or even just shooting the movie, you know, like, what works and what doesn't work. And you're like, that does not work anymore. Or you're just thinking, like, no, this could be better. And it just, the movie, all there's always 
you're always improving the even if you think you have a finished script you don't like yeah. you're, you're gonna keep working on it even till it's done like yeah. for me uh for example all the lake scenes with with violet by herself <clears throat> there's a lot of visuals in the scenes like just little things <clears throat> whereas <clears throat> there's voiceover in the background but in the script the voiceover kind of took over the scene where you don't really have anything going on she's just at the lake again yeah. but i was able to write in little like <clears throat> visuals like she's like drawing a house or she's drawing the star you know or <clears throat> she's looking at the bench where her and josh were sitting like just little things and like th- that scene right there the whole she looks at the benches where josh and hers were sitting and then she leaves the knife there and she leaves that was all like i would that's a great visual like she's done with what yeah. she's doing so like I all I came up with that all as we were filming, so the script is really different, and like there is a few things I wish we could have <clears throat> shot differently. Um, <clears throat> like for example, uh, like but then again we can't. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything for people, but one of the last yeah. scenes with uh, the last like kill, I guess you would say it. I'm not gonna say who it was, but the actor uh, he had a bad leg. So we can only like yeah. push him down once, and that initial was gonna be a little bit. I, I could have had more angles and more time to do things, but because we can only do it once, and it was like midnight, and we want we were all tired. It was like the last scene for the week of June. We were all exhausted, so we had to figure out how how to do it, and also not hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's why there's cutting ins and outs with the cigarette, but the cigarette was always in the script. I think of like his life burning away, but I was able to do it but like it could have been better but because he had the his leg was bad i didn't yeah. want to do it too many times i wanted to make sure he was safe and sound so you know that's that scene but yeah i, I look at all my scenes at all <clears throat> or even films and i i just i can I see it i'm watching it and i'm like i know it could be better but then you think about the set and like what happened on set and you know like you did your best to get what you could at the time yeah. um there's always something that pops up <clears throat> by the way always treat your cast great because <laughs> like yeah. on my sets i made sure everyone was fed everyone had a place to sleep yeah. i paid everybody <laughs> so everyone was happy but I, i'm just saying that because like a recent film i was on i'm not gonna say the name i don't yeah. want to do too much drama but <clears throat> a recent shoot i was on this year a uh, person did not feed anybody really he barely fed people he oh, barely no. had any water snacks and then he underpaid people too, which we thought we were getting paid normally. And then I got yeah. home, I got paid like one third of what I thought I was gonna get. Just yeah. you know, there's a lot of shady indie sets. So just if you want to have a working relationship with people, just be nice, treat them like how you would want to be treated. Obviously, like make sure they have food <laughs> for yeah. one. Make sure they have water. Yeah. yeah, totally. Because I mean, it's just like there has been like times where out here. Because I have friends who are drag queens, I have friends who are wrestlers, and they say, yeah, man, sometimes we honestly will do a gig out of town or out of state, and, you know, if we get fed, that is, like, you know, the best thing ever, because it's like, hey, man, you know, as long as we're fed and we have somewhere to stay or crash, that's all we care about. Like, if we get paid, cool. If not, you know, as long as we get the first two. Do the two. basics, you know, I can't... you know, make sure you take care of them. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean... It's like it's a labor of love, and they're I mean it's a it's a team effort, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where 
you know, I mean, there's word of mouth and there's just like, hey, you know, if I, if you're like this, I don't want to work with you again. You know, I'll do this now. But it's just one of those things where it's like, what was that burnt? burned that's pretty much it word of mouth though like i gotta say something about that um apparently a lot of people that worked with me they uh here's the thing about word of the word of mouth um i was talking to recently i've been talking to other actors i want to work with and they know about me because they're they're friends with the people i worked with already and they said great things about me so like these actors don't know me and they're already wanting to work with me so word of mouth if you treat people great the, the grapevine will go, you know, do its thing, and people will know, like, oh, wow, he's actually a good person. Let's work with him, even though they don't know who you are. So, yeah. <clears throat> which is, I'm really happy I mean, about. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, from what I from what I gathered is that you, you know, there was times where, you know, you would say, hey, here's the schedule. Hey, here's uh, what we're doing. And you was very professional. You were very confident. You were very on top of things. And that's what I loved working with you was that it was it was never any doubt. It was never, well, do you think I should do this? Or you know, it was never like second, you know, second guessing yourself. And that was really great. And when I saw the final product, I was like, oh, like even when I saw the bootleg, like you shot, because I remember there was a time you showed me a bootleg. Hey, this is what I'm working on so far. Oh yeah, before the last scene was shot. Yeah, and I was just like, this is really fucking good. And then you were like, well, it still needs work. And it was just more like technical stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the final product, I was like, this is even better. So it was just one of those things where, you know, you put a lot of love and care into your work and you put a lot of love and care into your actors and actresses because they did a really great job. And, you know, it was just, you know, there's a lot of chemistry where you felt it, it was just there, it, it felt very natural. Like especially all the actors, Alice and Jason, especially Alice and Jason. Those two, I just like, I just want to hug Allison. Like, oh my, like she just, she killed it. And like, if there was an award ceremony, I was like, yeah, she deserves a nomination, you know, for something because she, I mean, her and Jason were just like, you know, it's just, ah, it was just, it was, it was almost just, it was like, like lightning in a bottle for those two, and they killed it. And it was almost like it, it, their acting was almost to the point where you didn't have to give them a script. It was just like, hey, here's a scenario. Here's your feelings. Boom. Actually, you know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it felt. And it just it felt really natural with them. And I think that was really awesome. And, you know, it just, you know, I can't wait to see Scarlet. I can't wait to see other work because, you know, one of the cool things was that. When it comes to, like, independent filmmakers, they always have the Kickstarters, they have the Indigo, whatever. And there's a lot of benefits. I remember when I signed up, I did the associate producer, and you're like, oh, hey, here's the perks you're going to get. And I completely forgot about them. I was like, okay, cool, I'm going to probably get this one. Like, I'm only going to copy the movie on my credit, cool. But I remember it was just, like, really cool. You know, everything came all in a box, and I couldn't wait to open it. And I got a copy of the script. I got uh, the color uh, for the shirt. I got some artwork. Yeah. And it it was just, it was, it's so beneficial to help out, uh, you know, filmmakers when they do these campaigns because it's like, you know, you're getting the prompts, you're getting this, and it's just, your money is actually going 
to the work. So it's not like, hey, you spent $250. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like, hey, you spent $250, you get your name credit. Cool. Thanks. It's more like, hey, here's um, you know, all this cool stuff. And it's just so cool. Like I'm just so grateful to like have work on it. I'm so grateful to have pieces of it on my shelf next to my movies. Um, you know, to forever go by. And I know we spoke about Joe Meredith store, but is there anything you'd like to plug? I know you have a store that you would like to, if you'd like to plug right now. Yeah, mine is uh, samuelvenisiarts.storeenvy.com. That's where I am selling Violet at the moment. There's only 300 copies, but there's some signed ones. And mm. then there, I still have the Violet limited bundle. And yeah. uh, whatever, there's 10 of them. That's where you get the signed, like, eight autograph copies. There's not many of them left. I want to say that yeah. to you. You got one of the very a limited sign. There's like 50 of them only. Yeah. So that's really cool. And that's what I was waiting the most for was those eight autographs. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the money raised from the violet bundles, it comes with the screenplay, the, uh, the eight autograph copy and just a lot of shit. That's yeah. the money from that's going to go to Scarlet. So if you want to help out early, that's the way you can do it. I took out, I took down the Scarlet associate producer and just the producer credits. Cause mm. I didn't want to have them up. I, I, cause I know some people already, already said they'd give me money, but yeah. like, cause the coronavirus is going on. I completely just, I'm not taking money from producer credits right now. Cause I want to yeah. make sure people are taking care of themselves with yeah. their food and just the situation they're in now, because like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do Scarlet. Like, we're going to start at the end of the year and then yeah. hopefully shoot it like May or something like, like around May of next year. So yeah. like, I'm just going to like, once COVID-19 is over with ish, like in six yeah. months, that's when I'm going to ask for like Monday money. Yeah. You know? When everyone's in a better situation, when I'm able to like actually make the movie. So, yeah. um, yeah. And I think this will help more because it's just like, you know, you feel, We'll have because now we have time, so they can see the movies, they can see your work, and like, okay, well, this is what he did with this. I oh, want to help. And I know Scarlet. For me, I think like for me, I could have made Scarlet first because it's the cheapest. It doesn't have as many locations. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Like, I could easily have done a Scarlet first, but I did Violet first because it was more personal to me. It was a story because I think I've told this before that like I knew a girl who. I fell in love with, and then she got raped and stuff. And I had a, I had a, you know, um, I tried to help her through it and stuff, yeah. but like that really <clears throat> got to me. And I, for me to get, get over things or get past things, I yeah. have to write about it. Yeah. So like for me, my first film had to be something very personal to me. So that's what Violet's about. Just kind of. And that's why I, I, for me, I could have done Violet second because it is the bigger project. There's so many locations, so many actors, but I decided it's first project, and Scarlet. I know Scarlet is probably more of the that one. Scarlet feels more of like a real film to me. Yeah. Because uh, it's more fictional. Like Violet's kind of like personal, whereas Scarlet it's more fiction. <clears throat> but oh my god, <clears throat> I am so happy with, with Scarlet. I think Scarlet's gonna be like ten times better than Violet. Yeah. Not to say, not to say, like, oh, Violet sucks. No, I like Violet. Yeah. But I just like, I'm very happy with how the the script for Scarlet is, and I just want to do it. <laughs> I just yeah. want to do it so bad. Like, there's some imagery in that that I've never done before. Um, I bought a green screen recently, uh, back wow. for it. There's a lot of little weird things that's gonna be in the movie, and 
I'm I got some like I, I have the entire cast and crew already set like every every little piece the locations are secured I'm ready to do it like I have the entire film in my head I just need to fucking get people here and shoot so yeah that's really all I'm at the moment uh, I- and you know what? You know, I, I can't wait for it. And when it comes out or when, it, when you're working on it, you, you know, I want you back as a guest. We can talk about it or we can give us little tidbits, you know, because I know we don't want to spoil the movie. But, you know, we'll talk about it. And I'm really grateful to have you as my first guest. I'm really grateful to have yes, you um, to work with you on, on Violet. And I'll be working with you again on Scarlet when I get the chance to. Um, because when this is over, I mean, everyone is just going to fucking like we're going to like you know, kicking into high gear and just, you know, we're going to have so much artwork. We're going to have so much fucking, I mean, it's just going to mean we're going to like just redo 2020 and just like, <laughs> kick ass with everything going on. I can't wait. Um, for those of you who didn't get a chance to get the store, you know, we'll post a link um, so that you can check it out because like I said, Buy the work, you know, check it out. It's really worth it. And it's, I'm not saying that because I worked on it. I'm saying because it's really fucking good. Um, so when Scarlet comes out, it's going to be just way more interesting. And it's going to be, you know, way more powerful. So, oh, can I say one thing? Yes. So with Violet, um, I I bought every outfit for Violet. <laughs> yeah. Because that was a big thing for me was, like, she's the main actor. She's the main actress. So, like, I had to make sure she had a... a, a Different out outfit, so like there was like twelve or thirteen outfits yeah. I bought, and yeah. like I had to make sure like I changed them up and stuff, and that was very important to me. Yeah. Um, I, I I let Alice have all the clothes afterwards. Like I took yeah. like the flannel and stuff, but she has all the outfits. Um, but the money that's raised with the Violet bundle, uh, I'm still buying Scarlet wardrobe. I have a few pieces of clothing already, yeah. and I have like I have a lot of stuff actually already bought for Scarlet. But there's a few little things that I would like to get. Um, so after the bundles are gone, hopefully that covers all the wardrobe and just like props. Yeah. And uh, so that that's what the thing is for that. <clears throat> I have a plan. It's not going to be as crazy as Violet because like, oh, my God, clothing <laughs> just for one actor was a lot of money. Yeah. So because I have, you know, I have a nice like I know what I want. And for example, with uh, cast and stuff, I had people ask me if they can be involved in some way uh, when I was doing Violet. And I'm like, sorry, I already have it casted. And they're like, what about your next project? And I'm like, sorry, I already have it casted. Because, <laughs> like, I have a vision, and I don't want to, like, I don't want to change it or tweak it or add. I know some people, they they see a person see a person who is interested in them, so they completely change their script or add a character to fit them in. Yeah. And... I don't, I'm not that person. Like, I have a story, and I don't want to change it. Like, I've had some big people message me recently. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say who, because I don't want to throw them under the bus or anything. But like, yeah. I've had some really big people that like, I guess people would dream to work with them, but I just yeah. don't have any roles for them. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my. Uh, that's one of my favorite. Like, before we go, that's one of my favorite jokes was from Kevin Smith. Um, he did a lecture. And he said, yeah, Ben Netflix is a great guy. But working with him, he wanted to improvise a lot of lines. I remember that. And <clears> he goes, I hate, thing. yeah, and he goes, I hate improvised lines. And I told Ben once, I was like, hey, you know what? Why don't you get your own little improvised lines, put them in the script, and make your own movie? Lo and behold, he did, and he won an Oscar. So I guess he, he knows no. a little bit more he than me. 
Yeah. So it's just, it's really funny, but I mean, that's, that's really awesome. And I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, like I said, I'm glad you're my first guest. I can't wait to have you back again. You know, we got to talk again. Um, definitely, man. Scarlet or just shooting the bull again or whatever the case may be. We definitely got to talk again. Uh, but I'd like to thank my guest, Samuel Vecini. <laughs> oh my God, those are great sound effects. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my... <laughs> Uh, for being my first guest, this has been the Jay Alexa Show, and thank you for listening.